My name is Dylan Courtney, and I'm your host for the book podcast. Today, I'm joined with possibly the best person of all time, Cormac Kavanaugh. Hello. <laughs> this week, we read Vicious by B.E. Schwab, her first adult book released in 2013. Cormac, it's been a while since we saw each other. Well, we did catch up for a bit of recording, but how are you feeling? I'm feeling very good, honestly. I'm very excited. excited. Yeah. And how's post-grad been for the... For the million of listeners oh, out man. there. Oh man, not to get your hopes up, but it's good. <laughs> it's very good. Uh, a lot of freedom and time where you can just spend a whole day reading a book. Exactly. So have you been reading recently? We haven't really talked about that besides um, this one. Honestly, I've just been reading a lot of poetry more so. This is like the first full narrative I've read in a long time. Yeah. Okay, so let's get to the Goodreads summary of this book. Victor and Eli started out as college roommates, brilliant, arrogant, lonely boys who recognized the same sharpness and ambition in each other. In their senior year, a shared research interest in adrenaline, near-death experiences, and seemingly supernatural events reveals an intriguing possibility that under the right conditions, someone could develop extraordinary abilities. But when their thesis moves from the academic to the experimental, things go horribly wrong. Dun dun dun. Ten years later, Victor breaks out of prison, determined to catch up with his old friend now foe, aided by a young girl whose reserved nature obscures a stunning ability. Meanwhile, Eli is on a mission to eradicate every other super-powered person that he can find. Aside from a sidekick, a woman with an unbreakable will, armed with terrible power on both sides, driven by the memory of betrayal and loss, the arch nemesis have set a course for revenge. But who will be left alive at the end? Yeah, I mean, wrap it up. That was kind of the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Okay, thank you for being here. Um, I read one other book by this author, The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue. Have you heard of that? I, actually, my friend, she told me about that book, that she's always wanted to read it. It, in my opinion, just from the story and prose and reading experience, that book is better. However, this one I would recommend to more people because it very is like if you're into Marvel, if you're into the classic hero villain story, this one is what Yeah, it's I get that because honestly that's part of the reason why I was like wanted to choose this book when you sent it to me out of the multiple that we discussed. <laughs> the multiple. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was because superpowers and a realistic world, it was... I've consumed a bunch of media like that, as have the masses. I was about know? to say, it kind of reminded me of like Darth Vader and Luke, the Megamind pair, <laughs> Kirk and Khan from Star Trek. Even like I got a little Aaron Burr and Hamilton from this book. Did you? I think you're just a theater girl. <laughs> <laughs> I think you just sang Hamilton one cigar and I told Formac, yeah, I know the lyrics. I didn't know one fucking song like pulled throughout. <laughs> Um, but I love a good hero versus villain story. Oh my god, it's amazing when you get one of those. Yeah. And I thought I was getting one with this book, but then it more so kind of morphed into I feel like a villain versus villain. I don't know how you feel about that. Yeah, we can get into that, but I want to ask, what do you look for in a book? So you're in Bards and Noble. Let's set the scene. Okay. You're looking at what genre? <sighs> I mean, besides smut. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, so honestly... I walk through all the aisles, you know, and it's so tough to pick. A big factor for me, which is tough now with like online reading, is how the words look on the page and like the feel of the page. I don't know if that's Shut like, up. That's like that's a big factor. Like you look at the back of the book, I think, oh, this thing looks cool. And then if I turn the page, I'm like, eh, I don't wanna read that visually. 
I, I might do, not read I it. do understand that for a lot of adult fiction, the text is so small oh and condensed, goodness. and I'm just like, it's making my head hurt before I even. Decide oh my to read god! It. I mean, like, I thought I had 2020 vision, and I walked through Barnes and Noble. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> like, what is going on? But um, honestly, another aspect is just character descriptions. You like a character-driven story. Oh my god! Mm. And if the author, like, you can tell by the synopsis, like, how they describe a character, if this is gonna be like a good way to read mm-hmm. you know and this book I felt like was that okay yeah this book absolutely was a character well I don't know the plot really just like jumped off the roof at the end the plot went kind of crazy but I thought her strengths were her character descriptions like how she described the characters yeah and I thought she did a brilliant job yeah no that. her characters are great it's the same thing in Annie LaRue so if you were to be an EO an extraordinary what would your power be? I sat on this. I talked to my roommates about this because I was like, oh, if you had a superpower, what superpower would you have? Yeah. I mean, it's tough because like, they say like the way you kill yourself kind of like has like an impact on it. But it also say, says who you are at your core yeah. kind of relates to your power in general. I feel like part of like mine, because you also got to ground it, you know, because this is like mm-hmm. reality based kind of, you know, I feel like mine would be kind of similar to Dominic in a way. where like, Dominic's power is sick. It's really cool, and I feel like mine could be like, I don't know, like dissipate maybe, and then like reapparate in mm-hmm. a sense, but like, I don't know the specifics. <laughs> I mean, I want to say like Katara waterbending. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, then I'm the AM Avatar. <laughs> but also, I would love to be invisible. Yeah, see, something like that. Like, you like, I, don't I know. would never want Serena's power. That is too much power. See, that's tough. You wouldn't want it ever. You can. Well, of course, I want it with some things, but she is, I, in my opinion, like, n- you can argue she is the most powerful in the book. Easily. Yeah. By and far. in my opinion, I mean, we don't have to get into this now, but like the villain out of all of them, would you say? Really? Like, when I read the book, the minute I finished it, I was just like, she was the fucking villain. That's honestly crazy because I thought she might have been the most innocent. Serena? Besides Sydney, yeah. Live, love, laugh, Sydney. I, I love Sydney. Oh my god, what a gal. <laughs> I mean, if middle schoolers are like her, I wouldn't hate them. <laughs> so it's, yeah, but I thought, yeah, that's interesting you said that. Yeah. You didn't, you didn't get that vibe? No, because I thought she was more so, like, she wasn't using her powers to, like, kill people. Yeah. Eli was killing people, and so was Wait, Victor. false, because she did tell a guy to jump off the bridge. I had that discussion with my friend, but that was one of those things where it's like, it's one of those accidents. Like, I don't think she was like definitely good, but like she said it for, like you kind of forget. And then you can't take yeah. it back. Well, you probably could. I don't know. V. Schwab, get at us. <laughs> could she reverse that? Because I mean, it's so strong, it persisted through death. I feel like you can't. I mean, maybe if you said it another command, like, never mind. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but think, because for me, it's like, you know how in every superhero story, like they're allowed one mistake where it's like, oh, you, you messed up there. But like we forget, like Spider-Man with Uncle Ben, like he let the guy go kill him. Yeah. But you're like, ah, it's whatever, it's, you're a newbie. What do you do after this? Like she accidentally killed that guy. And then Eli came around and was a manipulative son of a bitch. She was going to kill her sister again. No, she, she said run to safety. Yeah, but she was this close. But she didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Serena, you're my queen. <laughs> Maybe as like a younger sister, I'm so much more... That makes sense. I could, I'm not saying she's good, but there, like... Uh, are there any good characters in this? Mitch? I would say Mitch is a good character. Mitch is a good guy. Uh, I mean, is he though? Or is he... He's hacking. He's still doing legal shit. Not even the hack. I'm talking about like that detective, Dane. Mm-hmm. 
that guy got the like he was he was mind controlled the whole time until they tortured and killed him, resurrected Eli, him just hero. to kill him again. Yeah. I was like, Dane, like that that guy, that detective got the roughest out of everybody. And yeah. Mitch helped with that. I wish we got more about the detectives. I feel like that maybe It was weird. I thought they were gonna expand on that plot point a bit more. Yeah, we didn't I would have loved a cell or what was the other one's name? The one who died. Dane. I would love one of their perspectives. Yeah, Dane would be boring. I'll be honest with you. It's mind controlled and dead. But <laughs> Estelle, he would be very good because they they said certain things where it made you think like he'd be a bigger player. Mm-hmm. Like with the stream, like I trust you. Mm-hmm. You know, and the fact like he was there at the beginning of it all, you thought this Estelle guy is going to be a major factor. Mm-hmm. Like, it kind of just wasn't. I loved Mitchell's character. However, I didn't think I needed his point of view when I first read it and then it was like my favorite one to read oh my god when they introduced his point of view I didn't think we were ever gonna get it I was almost hoping we were never gonna get it because there was such an ominous ambiguous feeling that surrounded him yeah yeah I didn't even know if he had superpowers or not for so long he didn't no he didn't but at one point they said he had like superhuman strength Mm -hmm. and I was like you can't throw that word around in a book with superpowers I almost (laughs) I almost thought the ending it was gonna be like Mitch has the craziest power (laughs) and he's just been holding it back yeah I mean like Mitch's character I they they almost lost me when Eli shot him I was like I was like, this is the dumbest thing in the world. Why, like, why is he just dead so simply? But then they brought him back. And then Serena, and I was like, this is the dumbest thing in the world. Oh, I'm so happy when Serena died. Oh, my God. Well, I thought Mitch actually killed himself. And I was like, you guys knew that she had mind control. And then, like, they flipped it. And I was like, okay, never mind, Schwab. You got me. <laughs> the ending, in my opinion, was, like, made the book for me, like, good to, like, oh, this is a fantastic novel. They really, they nailed that ending. The way, like, that whole, Victor's whole team just, that oh whole my plan. God. Oh, my God. So And then good. when Sydney, like, brings him back at the end, I'm like, oh, my yes. God, with the thud, thud, thud. The thud, 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 Dylan. Oh, my goodness. That, because th- I'm a sucker for when somebody repeats something at the end that they did at the beginning. So that thud, thud, thud hit, and I was like, Schwab, she's up there. <laughs> she's up there on my list. You know what I mean? Oh my god, that was fantastic, yeah. Yeah, so I want to pose like the classic queer, because you said it's, for in your opinion, more of like a villain versus villain story, mm-hmm. but who, in your perspective, fulfills the role of hero and villain between Eli and Victor? I have a very clear answer for this. Yeah, I mean, if, you're, if you have to choose between the two, Victor has to be the hero. Victor is the hero. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Also, Victor, I mean, we, I feel like, do we get his perspective more? Victor? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, and he's always saying, like, I don't want to kill people who are, like, innocents or this or that. He doesn't, but I feel like he enjoys killing more than Eli. Yeah, because he doesn't have, like, he doesn't believe he has a higher power telling him to do it. He's just doing it. He's doing it. And he knows it's him doing it. Yeah. Because he's he's too egotistical to believe somebody else is telling him to. Yeah. Whereas Eli was almost like, when he thought he had killed Mitch and he didn't feel that quiet, he was like, fuck, like, I need that quiet. So it was like, he was more so like a soldier boy. The thing you is, know? for me, Victor wasn't even because of his decisions. It was just that Eli was killed more people that made him more villain than Victor, you mm-hmm. know? I didn't, I didn't even know we were going to get a percep- like a switch over to Eli because it was like halfway through the book until we got it. I, I, I knew that we were going to get an Eli because of all of the press surrounding this book where it's just like you don't really know who's the villain and who's the hero. And I was just like, okay, the beginning of this book, it's obviously Eli. <laughs> <laughs> and then we kind of get his perspective on it. But I never liked Eli. So you thought from the beginning of the book that Eli would be the villain? 
yeah the interesting first first chapter i was just like because victor's like there's this person brewing under him that i sense yeah see for me like a couple chapters in i started to think that victor would be the villain because i was like you know what maybe he's just one of those guys where it's like he's so jealous of this because like eli being like fake isn't a crime you know like he's just like a fake dude like those exist you know like i have them at work but you know it's like come on like Mm-hmm. You know, so I don't, I, I thought that the more we read into it, I was like, damn, like we might actually be following the villain's perspective. And then we would swapped over Eli's and it was like, I've killed 10 people. By now. I was like, <laughs> oh, okay, well, never mind. <laughs> I'm on Team Victor again. <laughs> I mean, do you see, I mean, this is, do you see where he's coming from, Eli? I do. I, I mean, I'm not religious. That's the thing. <laughs> if you were religious, absolutely. Like, I, if you fully believed in God and you thought he was telling you to do I something. I feel like people who fully believe in God still wouldn't see where he's coming from like they're both sociopaths absolutely (laughs) absolutely yes here's what i wanted to pose to you did you think that eli being like a god freak was better than him just being a sociopath narratively like would you have preferred it more if he was just a sociopath (sighs) well it would make me like him more I mean, you could argue that the villain in this story isn't anyone, and it's God, because... (laughs) (laughs) That's all the podcast. (laughs) A million people, and unsubscribe. You'll blow up. (laughs) Well, I'm just saying, because it's, quote-unquote, God's divine telling him to, oh, Victor, dead. I want these EOs dead. Mm -hmm. If that wasn't the inciting incident would we even have a story here the story would be completely different do you think they'd be working together (sighs) can i put that in absolutely yeah (laughs) Yeah. i i I mean i believe it i think i think you can totally argue that god is the biggest villain in the story for sure like i I could i I could see somebody writing an essay like that for sure but i'm gonna stick with it but i mean like i'm not gonna get canceled today (laughs) yeah but this is my first appearance. I'll stick with it. <laughs> um, now, for me, because I was reading, I was like, I don't know if I wish Eli was just a sociopath as opposed to him being a god freak. Because I feel like it almost be, like, cooler where it's like, no, nah, he's just like, you know what? I'm the fucking chosen one just because. You know what I mean? Like, just ego. I, 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 again, like, I would like him more no matter what kind of path he chose. Mm-hmm. If he decided not to kill people or if he decided to kill people without the god factor in it, I'd be like, oh, this guy's just kind of fucking sick yeah like what like if he just thought well victor tried to come and kill me yeah like maybe they're all like that and i'm just gonna be like the protector yeah. you know but then also part of me because i saw my friend i was like she enjoyed like the god aspect of eli's character i also kind of enjoyed it as well so i don't know no i did because know? like reading about religion in general is so fascinating yeah yeah I don't, know if we, I don't know if we were reading about religion. no we weren't reading about religion <laughs> We weren't reading about religion, but I'm just saying the religious aspect in the yeah. book definitely makes it more intriguing. Yeah. See, I thought it was one of those, like, throwaway lines where, like, Victor was like, oh, Eli, like, believed in God, and he didn't like that about him. I, to- I, com- I totally thought it was a throwaway line as well. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, no, this is, like, Eli. Yeah, I thought if anything it was more to, like, characterize Victor as, like, he just wants Eli to be, like, a certain way. You know what I mean? Like, he's just possessive. Do you really think, like, Victor was in love with Eli? I think that if we went on Tumblr right now <laughs> and Google Victor X Eli, we are getting some stuff. <laughs> because I don't know if in love, I don't know if Victor had like love for anybody, you know? Because even the girl 
the Eli's girlfriend. Sid- oh, Angie. Yeah. I. What a weird turn of events. It's not that. I was totally expecting them to resurrect Angie when they resurrected, what's his face? The guy who. Like oh, the, the bank, bank robber. The bank robber. Mm-hmm. I forgot his name, but I thought when they were digging someone up, I was like, oh, they're digging up Angie. Really? Never crossed my mind. Oh, really? That's crazy. So now I'm like, the second book, which by the way, there is a sequel, Vengeful, mm-hmm. which I, I I would love to read. But supposedly it's better. Oh. Yeah, supposedly. Next week? <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think Angie's making a comeback. Really? I totally yeah, because that's just you it just blew my mind. There's there's too much loose ends within her character. She's not described enough. See, I thought it was like to characterize Victor and Eli more that they're both sociopaths. They didn't give a fuck about her. But Eli did because Eli, Eli kind of as soon as I said that Eli was like I remembered Eli was like you killed my girlfriend Victor <laughs> and I was like Eli oh, Eli might care. Eli was distraught about it. <laughs> But also, was Eli more distraught that Victor had this evil? I think nature? it was more so like Victor has powers now, and they're just jealous of one another. Yeah, and there's like God, what happened? Yeah. <laughs> like I thought you'd have one soldier, my guy. Like yeah. it's supposed to be me. Yeah, the pursuit of immortality stands kind of as a central theme throughout the novel. How do you think the desire for eternal life impacts characters' decisions? And actions. It's funny. For Eli, it's everything. For Victor, I don't think he gives a fuck about immortal life, honestly. At all. He just I wants think revenge. He's, that's, he's very goal-oriented. And it was just... Because even, like, the pursuit of, I want to make Eli hurt. And it's like, you as the reader, like, dude, he's immortal. Like, are you going to hurt him for eternity until you die? And then Victor, like, Eli's just chilling again? Mm. You know? So it was more so, like, Victor, you don't even... Like, you're not concerned with the long term at all. Whereas Eli ever... I'm like, forever... Yeah. Oh, but they do say that. They do say that. Oh, okay. No, then... <laughs> no, because get this. This is my favorite. One of my. I think it's the most important line in the book, arguably. I have an. I have also a important line. Oh, in the book. should we save it? <gasps> or are we saying? What if we? What if it's the same one? Oh my god! There's no way. Say yours. It's when Serena asks oh, Eli no. what his name is, and he says Eli Ever instead of Eli Cardale because his real name's Eli Cardale. Yeah. But that it's it's oh, no. that's when I knew we weren't redeeming Eli at, at any point. Oh, at all? Oh, no, that's because true. if he because as the, it's a pivotal moment in as the a writer, if you would say if Eli had then said Eli Cardale, you'd be like, oh, he it's not actually fully in on this Eli Ever thing because Eli Ever is the God Soldier. Yeah. Whereas Eli Cardale was the college student. Yeah. And so if Serena had asked, "What's your name?" and he said Eli Cardale, I would have been like, "We have hope for my boy." But he said Eli Ever, and I was like, "Okay, well, that's villain." I still have hope for Eli. I th- do you think they they connect second book? Do you think they find peace with one another or no? Find peace? Not Ooh. peace. No, maybe not peace. Maybe that's impossible at this point, but... Eli's in that second book. Find, I read the back. Find common ground. <laughs> um, I don't think so. No, I think this is totally just yeah. butting heads. No shot, you know? My quote, by the way, was, the body survives on thoughts. Okay. <laughs> That's a good quote. <laughs> a good quote. Does it summarize the book? No. <laughs> but but I, I was just like, oh, okay. That's funny because I had like, one of my quotes was, um, it was, Eli, all Eli has to do is smile and all Victor had to do was lie and both were frighteningly effective. That was my line oh, from the book. That's such a good one. I was like, oh You're my just God. upstaging me this entire podcast. <laughs> Did my research. <laughs> no, that like, I, I, I have a habit of annotating now. 
Yeah, well, I primarily read on my iPad, which I love because I like highlighted. I added yeah. note. But that was a line where I was like, "That's such a good line, Schwab." Like, oh my god. Yeah, yeah. So on a scale from one to ten, what rating would you assign this book, and would you recommend it to others? Oh, I would absolutely recommend it to others. I've already put three people on it. You know, like, I've put a couple people. Oh on Oh my as well. goodness. Hmm. I'll say it was such a fun read too, which I think you have to, I contribute into my, like it's not, I'd say 8.5. For me, solid eight. Yeah. Like, and that's, that's high. That's good. It's, that's Absolutely. a, that's an excellent book. I've read many sixes in my day. <laughs> so. I just been through five through five through five. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I thought it was really good. I mean, I was just eating it. I don't know if it was part of it. I haven't read a full like novel, like. What's the fiction? <laughs> I forgot the yeah, but you haven't read like a solid one in a while. Yeah, so yeah. reading it, I was just and then the perspective. <laughs> Plato's Republic. Is that fiction? <laughs> That's well, <laughs> another podcast. <laughs> but um, no, maybe a five-hour long one <laughs> within the entire class. <laughs> yeah, a lot of guest stars in that one. <laughs> but um, nothing's the perspective switch. Oh my god, I'm a sucker for that too. It makes the book also just like fly back, yeah. fly by. It's dangerous though, because if you have a boring perspective, as a reader, when you turn that chapter and see like a, a name you don't want to see, you're like, I'm done for I day. enjoyed every single perspective I read. Yes. And I didn't think I was, because usually there is always, mm -hmm. if you have like more than three at least, like there's, or three, like there's always one where I'm just like, mm. Yeah. Like, okay, like let's get it. And the first um, book that I reviewed on this podcast, it was four perspectives, and one of them I just like always dreaded. Oh my god! It's and that's just the worst, you yeah. know, when you experience that. My first experience was the Percy Jackson series. Oh my god, what perspective? Oh my god! Like when the, that the second part, like with the Heroes of Olympus. I never read Percy Jackson. Eek. <laughs> okay, that's. I feel like you either grew up at Hogwarts or Camp Half Blood, and I just grew up at. Hogwarts. Yeah, and then the others were illiterate. So. Yeah. <laughs> no, but because they did perspective in the no, second No, I just have a part. random wand in my room. What else <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just happen to know I'm, I'm Gryffindor. Yeah. Like, absolutely. But well, um, Like the people reading Percy Jackson's like, I know Greek mythology now. <laughs> yeah, I was one of those people where I thought I did. <laughs> Not accurate. But like they did that perspective switch and it was my first exposure to it ever. And I was like, this is the most innovative writing style I've ever seen in my life. And then you realize, eh, it's not that innovative, but it's no, still but great. No, but he is an original, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. But then there was one perspective, Jason calling it out. I don't, know if you, I don't know if we got Jason lovers listening, but. Oh, totally, you got Percy Jackson people listening. When I was reading Jason, I was like, get me back to Percy, like ASAP. I don't, I, I don't care about Jason at all. But in this book, also because the parts were like, they would swap perspective for three pages. Yeah. Like Sydney would be like, oh, I'm playing with the dog. I hate my sister, but I kind of love her. Boom, we're back to Victor. And it's <laughs> yeah. like, oh, well, I didn't mind that. I will say it went super smoothly, though. There, yes. There's a lot, like when you're switching perspectives a lot, it could be very choppy mm -hmm. where it's just like you end off and you're like, wait, I'm like still very disconnected to this part of the story or to this character. But this one flowed Oh, my God. Because one of the things that flows nicely was um, when Serena was in the hotel and she saw smoke, instantly it clicks that Sydney's burning those damn pages. Yeah. And she's seeing the smoke. Cause like if Serena it, is smart. She, oh yeah, she's smart. Yeah. God. Serena's great. <laughs> okay. Serena's great. <laughs> I'll calm down on the podcast. But no, I mean, what a character. And like the fact that she had the most powerful power, which I don't know if anybody would argue that, because I feel like it's just so obvious. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like Eli's immortality, it's like, dude, you still feel the pain. Like, I don't know. He still feels the pain for the 
right before he gets stitched up. Yeah, so it's like, I don't know if that's that great. But for something, like, something about Victor and, like, the pain that Victor caused him, he, like, felt it in his body even after he was stitched up. Do you know what Victor's power is? Victor's power, yes. It took me a little bit, I will say. Uh I thought it was dumb because I was like, wait, I'm still not grasping this. But, yeah, I know what it is. But, like, what is it then? Okay, so let's say you, I, I just shot you. In the chest, whatever. Naturally, yeah. Yeah, obviously. Then, in my mind, I could either ump that that pain up, like, to the fullest extent where you're on the floor. Like, obviously, if I shot you, you'd already be on the floor. But you the, don't know that. <laughs> the pain would be worse than it naturally would yeah. be. Or I can completely subdue it. See, my thing is, I thought it had something to do with electricity. Oh, no. Because they always say there's a hum in the air. Well, he, like, he, like, conjures pain. Why is the air humming? <laughs> because the air is, I don't know, poetically, the air is Because, like, my thing is also he was electrocuted. He so was I like, thought he was messing with the electrical impulses in people's body. That's how he used it, like, in their nerve endings. Because, I don't know, like, I'm just reading too much into the humming in the air, I guess. I think you are because nothing is said here that it has anything to do with electrocution or, like, the humming in the air. Yeah, no, well... <laughs> That's what reading poetry gets you. <laughs> Each line. <laughs> Let's talk about this climax for a second. Hold on. Yeah. So the Serena wrap up, I love that. Because at first I was so pissed when Mitch didn't just shoot her instantly. And I was like, I was like, what a contrivance that Mitch didn't just shoot her instantly. And then she told him like to put the gun to his head. Eli <laughs> appeared behind her and slit her throat. And he was like, I, uh, I cringed. I was like, mm. Oh, dude, I, went, the next night it was like Ulysses plugged his ears for the siren song. Was oh dead. my god, I remember. Okay. Oh, yeah, you know, I, mean, yeah, I read it sometimes. But uh, that line. That I had, line, I remember reading that line, and what? I was in my bed. I was like, oh my god. Oh my god, this that is line. Epic. Oh, it had me right in the cheeks. I was like, I can't believe she just did that. Just included that line. Like, what a reference. Yeah, it so is. So good. Yeah. Oh my goodness, yeah. So my character. For me, I would say it is a tie between Victor and Sydney. I love the morally ambiguous, but Sydney is just. See, for me, it's probably between Victor and Eli. Oh. See, this is gonna this is gonna be problematic when I say <laughs> right now. But at the beginning of the book, you ever seen Five Hundred Days of Summer, the movie? We just watched it, my roommates and I. So I saw myself in both those characters, and I hated both of them. Yeah. In this book, I saw myself in both of them in the beginning. And then you start to realize they're both serial killers, and you think that's bad. (laughs) Because I saw myself in both some of their characteristics. See, me, I'm like so Joseph Gordon-Levitz in 500. Really? Yeah, it's like awful. See, I saw myself in both, and I was like, both these people suck. Yeah, they're awful. Which, they're just people, you know what I mean? But but watching the movie, you're like, both these people suck. Yeah. And I saw myself in both of them. But that's how it was with the book. At the beginning, I saw myself in both these characters. Mm -hmm. I did... Yes, yes, with yeah. Victor and Eli. Mainly, you know, just the character descriptions, guys, not the murder part. But, yeah, no, yeah. but so, I think it might be Eli. I think it might be Eli, yeah. Yeah. Because when we swapped that perspective, I got so hyped. I was like, ooh, <laughs> I was like, another perspective, and it's Eli's. I was like, I can't wait to see why he's the hero. Yeah. And then it was, it was he was the villain, and I was like, this is also amazing. I will say, I think Victor looked into himself a little bit more, and his 
um, like process of thinking more mm -hmm. than Eli. I feel like Eli didn't do a lot of self reflection. Well, that was that God thing. I feel like that plays exactly. Into like it, he doesn't know? need to. Yeah, he doesn't because need he's, to look he's, in. he he has the stamp. He, he's got stamp approved by God. So why does he need to look into himself? Yeah. Whereas Victor was so obsessed with his, like autonomy mm -hmm. that he was like, what I do is my decisions. Mm -hmm. And like like he said, like he didn't like fate. But then once things started to work out, he was like. If they, you know, yeah. God is real, he's, he's, he's nice. He's looking out for me. <laughs> you know, like, he, I might be his soldier, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, for me it was Eli, though, because I didn't know where they were going with his character for so long. Mm -hmm. And then also the fact he hated Serena. But he needed Serena. Yeah. I was like... And Serena seduced him. Serena was a siren. Oh, my God, She's compared absolutely. to a siren, and that absolutely the most sense. Like, that scene where, like, they were up in the room, and she was like, you know, why are you... He's like, why are you... Oh like, for God. you. And I was like... <laughs> you know, and it's like, and like, what's your name? Eli Ever. <laughs> it was like the whole time I was like, oh my God. Like every line, I was like, oh my God. Ugh, I'm so glad you enjoyed the book. Oh, I loved it. What a great recommendation. It's classic me. Just with it really ass. is, guys. She's put me onto everything. Fleabag, normal people. Normal people. <laughs> like, my goodness. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And Cormac, I fucking love you, dude. And I'm so happy you did this and that you're here. And I start Big Swiss by Jen Began. So if you guys want to read it and follow along with me, you can tune in next week. Bye everyone. Bye guys. <laughs> Our aspirations are wrapped up in books. Our inclinations.